the SWP, Ottawa Sports Talk, every weekday. We're rolling. Oh, boy, we're rolling. Welcome to the SWP. Thank you for being here. As always, you look fantastic. You found a daily podcast all about Ottawa sports and whatever. Find me another one of those. There I am. Steve Warren along with Jungle Jim Jerome, former TSN radio cronies, and uh, now getting after it in the podcast world. Jimmy Crackhorn, how are you today? I'm okay, Stevie. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, on a mission, though, Stevie, today, uh, you know, I moved into a new joint a month ago now, I guess. Almost. How's that going? Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, it's all settled. I got it all laid out. Uh, things are fine. Uh, I'm, I'm a gardener, Stevie. Oh, yeah? I, what are you gardening? I got my back patio. I, I, uh, I, I fixed it into a beautiful garden. Okay, yeah, so what did I'm, you plant? I didn't plant anything, but I lied and told. I put it online because I went and bought, uh, I don't know, like 300 bucks worth of flowers okay okay uh the ones that die whatever those are perennials i guess annuals um, come up every year or no i, I don't know what, what the which perennials ones. come up every year okay well I, I bought the ones that don't um so uh i got a guy uh, who helped me at home depot and i bought 10 of these things uh i bought about 35 bags of what i call loam i don't think they call that anymore but i don't know like dark earth uh, so I co- I put got some artificial grass, okay, from Canadian Tire, covered the old concrete deck, uh, and then you know got this got the dark earth thirty five bags steaming, okay, whipped that all over the place, trimmed back some trees, okay, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I've been putting it up on Twitter, uh, and these plants I just keep watering the, sh- the shit out of them, yeah, and they're they're growing like like plants, Stevie. Okay? Imagine, like, yeah, not like weeds. Okay, Stevie, like plants. And I'm putting, I'm showing off, putting them up on Twitter. And everyone wants to know, what's the secret? And uh, like I've planted them myself, Stevie. And I'm okay. saying, well, I can't tell you. Uh, so I'm lying about that. Okay, so that's the that's the thing today. I got to come clean on, okay? I just bought plants. <laughs> no, you just but bought I, them already. Yeah, but I've been launching in telling everyone that I got a green thumb and all that. Look at uh, you. Look at you. The other one, Stevie, must By adjust. the way, one thing you should try, when you're talking about fake grass, yep. my buddy Ken had me over the other night, and uh, he's got, like, he's redone his backyard, and he's done the whole putting green thing, and it's fantastic. Yep. I think every man's backyard, and woman's, if they're golfers, uh, could use one of these things. It's fantastic. Good thing yeah. to do while you're drinking some pints and uh, and making some putts. Sure, yeah, that'd be that'd be perfect for you. Yeah, and by the way, I've I've seen full on um, redos with backyards where they went with artificial turf, right? Uh, but it looks really, really authentic. Like it yeah. looks really real, man. It's unbelievable. It's not your mother's fake astroturf mat that you just rolled out. You know that that sort of yeah. You know, well, that's not. I know they say it's green, but I've never seen a green like that. Okay, it doesn't right. look good. The Canadian Tire one, Stevie, I invite you, if you're looking at laying down some artificial turf, mm-hmm. you know, the ones you roll up, go to Canadian Tire, Stevie. They've got one that is the most realistic because they put brown specks of lawn in there, okay? <laughs> I, I'm oh. telling you, it's really good. Hmm. You know, it's not perfectly green. They got little little wee brown spots in there, which is, you know, 
more realistic about someone's line. So cool. that's what I got. I got uh, about 20 years worth of Barhaven. I was looking into that after a while because, you know, you have to leave a, you know, a lawnmower laying around in your postage stamp size yard. You got no room for anything. And I, I looked into it. I said, I got to check into this thing because they, yeah, you're right. Some of them look amazing. And at the time, I'm probably at 10, 15 years ago now when I priced it out, I literally would have been, it would have been more cost effective for me to lay down high-end hardwood all over my lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And you can't take a leak on it, Steve, on the hardwood. It'll stain it. Um, The nice thing about the artificial turf, Steve, is you can have a leak all over the backyard, okay? And it won't leave urine stains. You just wash it off, Stevie. Well, thankfully, I have indoor plumbing. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just, you know, people always want to know about the lying down that I do on golf course and stuff. Sure. sure. Uh, so um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the big reason to. The other thing, Stevie, uh, okay, this is the day going forward, okay, that I've got to adjust and I'm fed up my whole life. I've had to deal with this. The snap back door closing on you. Okay, when you open it. Yeah. Okay, the, I, I'm leasing this place for a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this chick has like, like the the hydraulic, super hydraulic, uh, you know, door hinges. Okay, you know that one arm, right? That's yeah, on a hydraulic yeah. thing, so the door closes behind you. You know, like your screen door. You know sure. what I'm talking about? Of course. Okay, she's got these things, Stevie, torqued up to about Mach two. Okay, <laughs> like so, on all the doors, or just the out the ones the that garage, are going outside. The, the door into the garage. And the two doors into the house, like the screen okay. door, the storm door, they call it, and the and the man door or whatever it is. Okay, right. So, so like I'm, I've been, I mean, you, you got to run, Stevie. Okay, you open the door to go inside your house. You got to run before the thing comes back and catches you in the Achilles. Okay, if you know what I mean, gets right. you right in the heels. So today I'm 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 changing all that out. Easy with the snapback door, people. Okay, well, I think they're handy. I just uh, you don't want them to be. Taking your heel out, that's Well, you don't need to come back in like a nanosecond, Steve. Give me a second here to get in the house, you know? Give me me a a little clear. Give me a little clearance here for God's sake. Yeah, give me more than one jiffy, Stevie, to move. uh, That's a good jiffy reference, Stevie. Hmm? Not too bad. Not too shabby. So anyway, I'm on on a mission. No more snapback doors. All right, let's jump in today. We Uh got lots to get to. The New York Islanders. What the hell happened to the Islanders? Uh, We're late in the game here. We're in the final four. supposedly the best of the best and the Islanders go into Tampa Bay all tied at two six wins away from a Stanley Cup and they go into Tampa Bay and get murdered right like stabbed murdered all the above like just in a hockey sense of course right they lose eight nothing to the defending Stanley Cup champions that was a bit of a shocker I gotta say that was an ice tilter a no doubter Right. And you wonder if the Islanders will have anything left at all for game six. Well, no one predicted that. I, I was watching uh, Kenny Reed. By the way, we interviewed Kenny on the Suspendables, uh, had a riot with him. So I'm watching him last night uh, doing the rap. Um, and and they're they're asking each other, did you predict they would win 8-0? <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, and, and surprisingly, Steve, okay, surprisingly, both of them, Osmok and Reed said, no. Nobody expected yeah. that? What yeah, the? boy. I just, what do you mean nobody expected that? Here's the deal. Here's the deal, Stevie. <laughs> Way and to I will bury your this. guest, for God's sake. Yeah, it's terrible. I will say this, Stevie. Um, you know, good bounces, bad bounces, mm-hmm. okay, happen in sports. 
Um, but it, it really was a combination of these unbelievable good breaks that Tampa got and unbelievable bad breaks that the Islanders just couldn't tuck it away. There were mm-hmm. like three or four times during that hockey game where the Islanders, you know, just whiffed, just, you know, hit the post and all that stuff. And I know everyone goes, you know, whiffing Jim or hitting the post means missing the net. Uh, but there were a bunch of crazy bounces that that they got. Here's the deal, though, Stevie, okay? Uh, which I love, I love Trotzy, okay? The head coach of the Islanders, Trotz. Yep. Uh, I like that guy. So in his post-gamer, Stevie, they lose 8 nothing. So who do you blame? Okay, who do you blame when you're going to do this? He gets on in his press conference, Steve, and goes, well, I'll tell you what, folks, if that's not enough to motivate our players for the next game, nothing will. There's nothing I can say that could add to the motivation of getting your ass kicked 8 nothing in the playoffs to have to regroup, okay? Do you disagree Stevie, with that? I, what's that? Do you disagree with that? Totally disagree because he's not taking the fall. You can't. You lose 8 nothing, pal. Okay, you can't jump on there as the coach of the team and only blame the players. Okay, it's ridiculous. You know what? You got to take the fall. You got not all of it, I guess. But but, you know, it's like, dude, seriously, you got smoked eight nothing. How is not part of that that, uh, as you called it, murder that happened on ice? Part of what you did, you know? Yeah, How are you I would not, unable, that. You know, I mean, coaches somewhere got to develop a shutdown. They got to change on the fly. They got to do something. This guy took took no no uh, uh, what do you call it? credit? Not credit, but accountability. No, yeah, easy, Barry. I can't believe either. Right away, his opening thing. I'll tell you what, that better motivate our guys. You know, how about it better motivate the coach? Okay, to fix something on your team. So anyway, yeah, it's, I it's was, interesting in a positive, right? If they win eight nothing, in all likelihood, the pronouns come out: "We did this and we did that." Right. It, it's unlikely that he would say, "Well, the players out there, those guys out there, they played yeah. well." You know, he'd definitely be using "we" and "us" and all that. So yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, that that's I I, I couldn't believe that the guy didn't say, "I'm embarrassed. Uh, we didn't do our job as a coaching staff." Some something, Stevie, something in there. The example you use is always great in golf. You know, they kid about it, but you will hear it. Uh, you, you'll never hear caddies interviewed very much. It's kind of taboo for some reason. Uh, and yet we love to hear from them when they do. But you will often hear if a guy shoots six under, um, the, the caddy will say, just what you did, we really had it going on today. Mm-hmm. Okay. If the guy shoots three over, the caddy will go, he struggled out there today. <laughs> right? Uh, so... You, you, you got to live with the credit, but you got to take the, take the harpoons, pal. And, and I don't think he did that at all. And I think you're really, if, if I'm a player on that team, what would you like more, Stevie? Okay, you're going to go, well, okay, what the frick is going to happen here? Okay, the door's going to shut. What is the coach going to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's his media stuff going to be? And how do you feel, Stevie, if he just walks in there and blames all of you, but takes nothing for himself? Uh, he had a chance to go public right with it and say i got to take some of the fall for this stuff and as a player i go okay let's do it let's do it for the coach mm-hmm. you know in in my mind anyway well i'm looking so, i mean in fairness i'm looking at some of the quotes and i do see the words we and us thrown around fairly liberally later on in the news conference so maybe you just caught him on a on a couple of answers where he was 
still an angry place or something and 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 was saying it in those terms but it the the post game i can tell you wasn't totally void of him taking at least some level of the accountability i'm talking about this opening statement though the way he opened up that thing and it was very genuine very believable so you know, if he goes on later to say we we, I'm like, ah, hang on a minute, pal. You should have mm-hmm. you, you should have talked about that first. If I'm a member of that team, it'll certainly be fascinating to see what the response level is going to be after an eight nothing loss. You just don't see it very often. Um, I think they'll I think they'll bounce back nicely. They get to go home where the fans have been bonkers, and I think they'll be just fine. Uh, Tampa's not going in to put up another eight nothing victory. Um, I think. You can go back to just 2017 and look at the Ottawa Senators. Same same point in the playoffs. It's game five, and Ottawa gets destroyed 7-0 by Pittsburgh. Everybody said, well, they're done. Right. That's that. Sens come back, win game six, 2-1. And then they lose in game seven in a double overtime silly bounce. Um, so there's still lots yeah. left, I think, in the New York Islanders. And I really feel like Barry Trotz, We'll have that team ready, and it is going to be. I think, even though it was an eight nothing victory, again, I think some people think you can't recover from that mentally. Your bread and butter is defense, and you gave up eight. You got nothing left mentally. Now, now you just throw it away. You don't even look at the video of it. You go home. You draw your emotions from the fans, and you go in there and win game six. And look at the goals. Look at a bunch of the goals. Right? It's like, oh my god, lucky bounce there. You know, bad break, bad break. You know, deflection, shit Mm -hmm. like that off someone last minute. You know. Um. Anyway, I'm okay. By the way, the cooler uh, lived on, Stevie. I I listened to you and I took the other last night. <laughs> you should probably stop. You really yeah. should. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, wild fan behavior. We'll talk about that after these words. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? I am Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Summer's here, by the way. What's better than being out on the open road in a new Ford from Jim K. Ford for the summertime? Hit the road in a new 2021 model with your choice of the latest innovations available for all the new Ford vehicles. These are unconventional times right now, but for your comfort, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle to your home or your place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Check out JimKFord.com or drop by Uville Drive in Orleans. Now, back to Ottawa Sports Talk and whatever on the SWP. All right. So let's start with, what do you want to start with of the two? Um, now we'll leave the funner stuff to the end. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about this uh, transgender uh, Olympian. Right. Okay. So the story is as follows. Laurel Hubbard will become the first transgender athlete to compete at an Olympics after being selected for the New Zealand women's team at Tokyo 2020, which is kind of weird. I don't know why they don't just change the year to 2021. And the but. and the year aren't they calling Euro the Euro uh, the soccer 2020? Yeah, yeah I so, think so. Yeah. Uh, so Laurel is 43. Competed in men's events before transitioning in 2013. 
She has been avi- has has been eligible to compete in the Olympics as a transgender athlete since 2015 when the IOC changed the guidelines. Super heavyweight is uh, where she's competing, and she earned silver at the 2017 World Championship. Now has a world ranking of 17th, and several of her higher-ranked rivals will be missing from the Tokyo Games because only one athlete is allowed per country in each category. I'm deferring. Um, I'm deferring from the same way I would defer about vaccine safety. I don't know anything about vaccines and what goes into them and, and, and what makes it safe and w- how it even works, to be honest. I just know it makes you immune to certain things. And I say, okay, the experts say I should take it and I'm taking it. And right. I'm deferring to the experts on this as well. Um, I think in the, you know, if, if they've decided that it's a fair thing for this athlete to compete formerly as a male and now as a female, then okay. But certainly, you know, at a glance, I go, well, I'm, I'm not sure that would be fair for a, for a person who competed as a man um, and then moved over to the female side. Just the same way if Steven Stamkos wanted to suit up at center ice for the national women's hockey team, I might go, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I want people to feel included. I don't want anybody feeling bullied. I want people to feel comfortable in their own skin. But I also want to, I want to make sure that I'm an advocate for the fairness um, of female sports. So it's a very tough thing. But again, I'm assuming that everybody in the International Olympic Committee and in that sport, uh, they've they've done all the checks and balances. And they believe it to be fair or they wouldn't have allowed it to happen. Yeah. Like you say, well, I, I defer to the experts. Well, you know, who, who's an expert in this? Not you and me. Yeah. Not you and I for sure. But, but you know, but what does, right? It's, it's new ground, right? It's new ground. It's a difficult issue. There's no question. You think about uh, runner Castor Semenya. Um, there's all kinds of controversy surrounding that athlete and I apologize, I'm not sure which pronoun to use on this one. Uh, so I'm just saying that athlete. And so um, it's back and forth. It's if you, you know, if you want to continue competing against females, you have to take this medicine to dial back your testosterone levels. Um, you know what? It, it's just all out way outside of my knowledge base. Um, so again, I'll go to it again. As with the vaccines, I don't know anything about it. And yeah. I assume that the people who do are making the right choices to be as fair to everybody as possible. All right, let's take a time out on the program once again. When we return, we'll talk about some of those crazy fan moments. And uh, that's coming up after these words. Do you find shopping around for insurance a time-consuming hassle? I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and let me take it from there. You'll be surprised at how easy it can be. 613-860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle your automotive needs, but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Compared to this time last year, the price of a single-family home has skyrocketed. Right now, are you curious to know what your home is worth in a market like this? You should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free no-obligation estimate 
Len is a great guy. He'll help you out. And I think you'll be shocked to learn what you get for your home or what similar homes are going for in this market. So again, call the Glen Walton real estate team today at glenwalton.com. And as we begin to close things up today, James, do not forget about the SWP golf giveaway at Lombard Glen. And we are giving away a foursome with carts at Lombard Glen. We'll make that draw at the end of the month. You're asking yourself, how do I get in the draw? It's a free draw. How do I get in the draw, Steve? I know. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're actually asking the question. Some people might just be thinking it, but you're asking the question, and you're right to ask it. You just go to stevewproject.com, click on Patreon memberships, become a member in this show, and you're in on the draw that we'll do on the final day of June. So that's how it goes, and uh, we shall wrap things up today because – we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, but ran out of time. And let's actually see how much time we have left today. Make sure we have enough. Oh, yeah, we're good. Um, the U.S. Open had a streaker, and uh, the fella, I think a fella, ran out onto the course with an iron. Looked like a nice, uh, I want to say a nine iron, and dropped down two or three bowls. Had some kind of a pride poncho going. Was wearing shorts and uh, blasted a few into the <laughs> abyss. And then ran away from security and finally got caught. Bryson DeChambeau said he found it all a bit distracting. Uh, maybe trying to put the blame on his terrible back nine on Sunday. But uh, anyway, got us to thinking about, okay, what are some other great, memorable, wild fan moments in sports that you can recall? Any pop to mind for you? Well, lots. Yeah, lots. You know, uh, I'm glad Bryson DeChambeau, Steve, said I found that a bit of a distraction as opposed to uh, didn't bother me. You know, I do that all the time in my foursome <laughs> with the boys on Sunday, you know, we, we all drop trow and then, uh, we have races up and down the fairway. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, the weirdest one in the PGA I've seen since Webb Simpson was, uh, claiming his major title. And in the awards ceremony, somebody just popped up with, I don't know, it looked like a rainbow rooster comb hat on his head and just started making bird noises going. Coo-coo! Right. Right. I, I didn't, I never understood that one. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, Stevie, looking back uh, most recently, um, when, when the Raptors won uh, the world championship, uh, the guy they interviewed, Stevie, was kind of hammered because right away uh, everyone's worried about Kawhi, right? Leaving the team, mm-hmm. right? That was the, the talk immediately, right? That this is what happens. He's good, blah, 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 blah. And the guy, remember the guy they found on the street and he was carrying a houseplant? Oh, the houseplant guy. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the reporter came over and said, what's with the houseplant? And, I, you know, obviously you stole that from somebody. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, it's for Kauai as a, as a housewarming gift, okay, to get him to stay, right? It was like, I, I just found that thing so funny, so funny. Yeah, uh, that was a funny interview for sure. Yeah. Um, there was a couple that come to mind for me, and I know you're a big fan of this one the Steve Sullivan revenge moment with a fan where he got hit. Steve Sullivan was playing, I think for Chicago at that time. And right. he got a stick or a puck in the face. He's bleeding. And some fan, cause he's down near the glass. Some fan starts laughing at him. He's got a beer in his hand. He's pointing at the, you know, the area where Steve Sullivan has been cut and laughing and Steve Sullivan didn't appreciate it. Obviously later in the game, that same fan a puck goes over the glass and hits that fan in exactly the same place that Steve Sullivan had been struck. So as his wife and uh, the security are attending to this guy and his big cut, Steve Sullivan skates by and he starts pointing at his forehead like, ha ha, 
Right. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Right. That one, um, the the one way back, Stevie, I don't know if it was a fan or a, or a member of the team, but dude, during the Grey Cup, I mean, it was even black and white television, uh, whipping down the sideline, a guy steps out and trips him. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, going way back, like to the yeah, 50s. Yeah, way back. That's cool. Uh, Ty Domi beating the shit out of a guy who fell, who was taunting oh, yeah. him while he was in the penalty box. Yeah, well, uh, he was leaning on the glass so hard, he actually fell into the penalty box, and then Ty Domi kind of gave him the what for. Yeah, karma, baby, karma. Uh, Stevie, the poor guy, uh, Alou, in left field for the Cubs, the fan. Yeah, that's Moises Alou in the playoffs, and Steve Bartman basically yeah. lean into down the third yeah. baseline, leading into the play and uh, and caught a ball that Alou would have caught and probably gets the Cubs into the next, into the World Series, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I'm sort of quiet down about it, because I think that guy went into a massive depression about it. Uh, I recall, anyway, that he had a lot of trouble. But uh, anyway, talk about turning points with fans. Um, the photo, there was a photo bomb guy, Stevie. You know... Uh, Canada wins the wins the Olympic gold, I think, uh, because Pat Quinn was on that team. I think his daughter was part of the team, and mm-hmm. then they all now Stevie and, and I believe it was the Oilers who started it. They all you know congregate at Central or Center Ice with this sort of everyone flopping around and doing this you know this more natural photograph than than standing in rows, uh, and they're you know they've become big moments. Right here's the center. I wants to see the center ice thing, you know, and and there's a, a fan who photobombed it. And they could they couldn't take it out of the picture. A fan so got that, into that the Salt Lake City photo. Yeah, wow. yeah. I didn't know that. I, I knew I know there was some people kind of going, "Why is Pat Quinn's daughter in there?" But I right. didn't real I didn't realize there was actually a fan in there. Yeah, there was. Huh. Um, I got a couple. Um, yeah, let's hear. Certainly uh, on the hockey front, there have been some beauties. I think about. Rob Ray of the Buffalo Sabres when a fan wandered onto the ice and went over to the Sabre bench. Rob Ray wasn't taking any chances. He got that guy in a headlock and hit that guy in the head more times than I've ever seen anybody be hit in the head. Just right. railing him. Headlock and pounded him. Must have been about 15 shots to the head. It was also another one where a fan got on the ice where a linesman, oh man, might have been Scapinella, I'm not sure, but he took like a run at him about half the length of the ice and just smoked him down near the goal line. That was one of the hardest hits I've ever seen. And I also think about one other hockey one, the Calgary flame fan who was a streaker jumped onto the ice. And, uh, <laughs> and, and unfortunately as he climbed over the glass and hit the ice, he slipped and hit his head and knocked himself unconscious. So he's sitting there in front of what? 18,000 fans, totally naked on right. the ice surface, probably welding himself <laughs> to the ice surface uh and then uh yeah he he ended up being okay but imagine that how embarrassing that would have been well i give that guy a lot of credit steve because if you're gonna streak no problem i love it yeah let's do it right i'm i'm right there cheering for you okay Mm -hmm. take drop trial get the gear off i want to see you run across the ice um you know you, you might think steve when you're doing that that you would go down to the uh area you know uh where where it's just all you gotta do is hop over the rink boards stevie okay Mm-hmm. Or or the half glass, Stevie, or the half boards, or whatever. Okay, they call it. no, no, dude, dude crawls over at the end where the glass is about ninety feet high. Okay, yeah, well, it's not low anywhere for the fans. It's it's Anymore. high everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
that one, uh, yeah, for sure. I remember that. Um, you know, you know, the other thing is you'll see it off. You know, you'll see you talk about these guys getting, you know, wh- what Rob Ray did. And by the way, we always forget to bring his name up in toughest guy discussions, right? And and he was brutally tough, right? Yeah. Rob Ray. Um, yeah. So I remember people saying, "Take it easy, there, Razor." You know, the kid's just a you know just just a fan. You got all the equipment. You're the toughest guy in the world. I've seen in football games. Where, where a guy will be running around and then absolutely gets annihilated, you know, by a linebacker or something. And, and I people- remember a BC Lion game where they, even after the guy had been subdued, there's some BC Lion that's kicking him while he's down. Like, he, okay, it's over. He, the, right. the security's on him, but he's still in there giving him the boots. I was like, well, somebody's got to maybe stop that guy. No, well, what I was going to say, before he interrupted, so- uh, what, <laughs> what I was going to say is they're, they're in their full right to do that. You know, everyone thinks that's a little too much, like you do. And they think it's a little too much. But you're forgetting what, what they interviewed one of these guys after saying, what was that? You know, and he goes, how do you know what this guy has on him? You know, what if what if all of a sudden he's running around and, and whips out a knife? Mm-hmm. You know, what if he whips out something else? Right. So uh, I, I, I began to understand it. You know, this guy's going, this guy can hurt people. You know, first of all, he's got he's got some sort of deal going on where he's either really drunk or, or having some sort of psychotic freaking incident episode here. So um, I began to understand it a little bit. Right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I think they're taking no chances. Subdue this guy as much as possible and, and, and keep right. you, keep yourself and your teammates safe. But in all likelihood, he's probably just there because he worships you and he's maybe looking, hey, Rob, can I get your autograph? And he's hammered out of his head. In all likelihood, that's the situation. But you obviously can't take any chances. Uh, a couple others here as we wrap up the show. Um, there was that famous one at one of the the big boxing matches, probably, I don't know, it's probably 25 years ago. Remember the guy who comes in on a hang glider and it interrupts a big title fight? Oh, God, yes. His outdoor, outdoor fight in Vegas. Exactly. And he comes in, he's got the motorized parachute thing happening and goes right into the ring. And people took that same attitude. Like he ended up, not getting into the ring per se, but he got onto the ropes and people pulled him off and he could see fans just wailing on him. Sure. Um, so that was uh, another case of uh, playing it safe and uh, punch first, ask questions later. But that was a crazy scene for sure. Yeah. And a couple of really funny ones to close out. Um, one, and you'll see this on all the kind of the bloopers or, or fan crazy moments. It was a moment in a baseball game and it always pops up on TSN's top 10 moments of this or that. You can see there's a guy at the plate, but it has nothing to do with the guy at the plate. Uh, it's just sort of a long, wide shot. You can see in the in the in the in the fans, there's a guy who's basically taking his hand and putting it in his armpit and rubbing it a little bit. And then, as soon as he's done rubbing, he takes his hand <laughs> and he's he lets his he basically shoves it under his wife's nose. Oh God, come on. <laughs> And and her reaction that her reaction is absolutely classic. I'll send you a link to it. It's I'm sure it's all over YouTube. And my other favorite one is the Patriots and the Bills in a game. I don't know, probably 15 years ago. Um, it's basically a running back running to about the five yard line, and from the end zone. You know, you see fans throw things on the field all the time. I think about you know the odd time snowballs. Right. I remember Rocket Ishmael had a beer thrown at him in the middle of the Grey Cup on a on a touchdown run. No, no. What was thrown in this case, and it 
crudely plopped down about a yard from where the running back was tackled, somebody threw a big giant rubber penis onto oh, the no. field. It was hilarious. Oh. So oh, what, you no. initially look at it and you go, what is that? Oh my uh, God, it's a dildo. It's a, <laughs> of course, I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Uh, just backing up, Steve. I'm 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 glad for the listener who might have been confused that I clarified when you said, uh, "Remember the guy came in on a hang glider or a parasail or whatever into the boxing thing." Okay, mm-hmm. he landed the right with the uh, good thing, Steve, that I stopped right there and said, "Oh, that was an outdoor fight." <laughs> no, Jim. No, 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 Jim. This guy was up in the rafters of an arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have gone well. All right, we should go. Uh, let's call it a day right now. And uh, before we do. Want to uh, say thank you to the note from Larry that I got on Twitter. Steve just wanted to say thank you to you and Jimmy. Awesome and entertaining as hell every day. I turn on the radio on the way to work and makes the drive fun and the day at work between Suspendables, SWP, yourself, Jim and Russ, number one. Thank you. That is from Lair. And that is a good reminder to people that you can listen to podcasts on your radio via Bluetooth and such. So, yeah, thank you, Larry. Appreciate that. Yeah, right. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Probably a drinker, I guess. Probably. Why would you say that? Well, just because the comments are so nice. Because he likes the show. You know, they get emotional, he must, Steve. He must be hammered if he likes the show. Yeah, if he likes it. Thanks a lot, Larry. Get yep. it. That's great. All right, well, let's get out of here. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.